is A to Z with Mark Zinno, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Good afternoon. Welcome to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, where today I tell you, pump the brakes just a little bit. Welcome in. We are live here on this Tuesday. Appreciate you guys making A to Z part of your everyday sports listen. Give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On ATL. Of course, I'm at Mark Zinno, M A R K Z I N N O. A lot to do today. Of course, we've got some Braves news to get to, even some Georgia Bulldogs news coming up. But uh, I want to start with the Atlanta Falcons and their preseason game last night, second preseason game. They fall to the New York Jets 24 to 16. Uh, they sprinted out to a 16 to 3 lead at halftime. Didn't score any points in the second half. Who cares? None of this matters. I told you, and and my good friends at the Falcoholic asked the same question. What are we looking for in game two of the preseason? And all I wrote was no one get hurt. And nobody got hurt. So therefore, it is a win. Um, and and the one thing I did say I was going to check, and I full disclosure, I put on like the second half for. 10 minutes last night. Um, I'm just not that engaged by preseason football, guys. I don't think really you can glean too much from it. I've said it repeatedly over and over again. Um, that said, I did watch a little bit of the game last night. Um, the one thing I said I was going to look for was how often Mariota and Ritter took off and ran. We'll check the stat sheet. Zero. No rushes for Mariota. No rushes for Ritter. Um, and they took advantage. Combined, they were 16 to 23 for 275 yards and a touchdown. Um, and the only part, the only quarterback who did run last night was Felipe Franks. Five carries, 45 yards. So uh, he was two of eight passing. He wasn't all that good. So anyway, uh, I'm glad to see that Ritter and Mariota stayed in the pocket and threw the ball down the field. Now, again, full disclosure, you know, the, uh, the Jets – rested a lot of their D-line guys. They did not play their best. And it was a game where none of it mattered. Now, of course, you'd rather have your guys play well than play poorly. It doesn't matter who it's against. Just the same thing in practice. You'd rather have them practice well than practice poorly. It doesn't matter who it's against or what the situation is. It's always better to be good instead of being bad. That said, there was some bad last night. This was a team that had a ton of penalties in that game. The sloppiness is going to hurt this team. Um, the, the mistakes are going to hurt this team. And it's not something that you can recover from easily. Last night, penalty-wise, uh, Falcons had 13 penalties for 121 yards. Jets weren't much better. <clears throat> Excuse me. 11 penalties for 104 yards. And... Um, this feeds into something bigger. And some of you are going to call this nitpicking, and that's fine. I don't think it's nitpicking. I think it's you take exactly what you need to take from the preseason and you go forward from there. But uh, there were some things that I saw that make me say pump the brakes a little bit yet. Because you have to dive a little bit deeper into the, what you saw and look for things that have gone wrong. And this is what coaches do, by the way, guys. This is how coaches become successful. They become super critical of everything. They work down to the finest level detail. And me doing the same thing here isn't bagging on the team. 
it is 100% looking at things from a critical point of view to find ways to improve. There was one big critique last night, and it probably wasn't where you're thinking. I'll tell you about that in a second. First, a word from our friends at Dave. Have you guys ever been in a pinch for cash? You know, at some point in your life, you're a little tight on money, and you maybe can only afford to put just a few gallons of gas in the car, or you got a big event coming up like a wedding. You don't know how you're going to pay for a gift or what you're going to do. That's where Dave can help. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when expenses come up or unexpected expenses come up. Dave gets you out of a pinch in a hurry. Dave's a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's one money to fill your tank, buy that gift, get something for something to be special, catch up on bills, finally tackle the expenses that you've been stressing out without any hangups. There's no interest, no credit check needed, and millions of people have already done the same thing to get financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch, you need extra help, Dave's a place to go. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC. Future you will thank you. All right. Here's me being critical. The most notable play of the night was not as successful as you'd think. The most notable play of the night was the first play of the night. The 52-yard reception from Marcus Mariota to Kyle Pitts. If you want to nitpick, and you can call it nitpicking, I call it just, you know, stating what it is. Mariota severely underthrew that ball. At this point, Marcus Mariota should know that Kyle Pitts is one of the two or three fastest people on the field. When he, Kyle Pitts that is, took off and broke that route, and went down the field streaking and had five yards of separation between Kyle Pitts and a Jets defender. He severely underthrew that ball. If that Jets defender at any closing speed, that ball could get picked easily. Furthermore, that ball, if it's thrown over Kyle Pitts in stride, keeps him running, that's a touchdown. Because it was underthrown, it allowed the Jets defender to catch up and push him out of bounds. And I think. Let me just double check. The Falcons ended up settling for a field goal on that drive instead of scoring a touchdown. Yeah, they did. Young Way Koo kicks a 23-yarder, stalled inside the red zone. Hi, these are problems for this team. You cannot make those kind of mistakes when you are an inferior, talented team. You do not have the margin for error. You do not have the ability to make things up. And you do not have the ability to play catch-up when you are the lesser talented team. Mistakes like that will kill this team. Mistakes like that are why they're going to lose games 24 to 20 instead of winning games 25 to 24. You get the point. Who cares what the score is. Those are the kind of mistakes that they, this team is not talented enough to recover from. That should have been six. It should have been a 7 nothing lead right from the get-go. And you can't get, leave those points on the board. And then on top of it all, you're stalled inside the red zone. Where have the Falcons consistently had problems over the years? Inside the red zone. Now, you can sit here, roll your eyes at me all you want, and say, Zeno, you're being so critical. They played a good game last night. Fine. I'll be critical. But this is what Arthur Smith is doing. And I guarantee you in that film room, they sat there and lambasted Marcus Mariota for underthrowing that ball. That should be six. And I can't believe no one said it on the broadcast. I can't believe it wasn't pointed out. 
Mariota missed a huge opportunity. You cannot underthrow Kyle Pitts. You're allowed to overthrow him. You can't underthrow him. You want to know why you can overthrow him? Because it's really damn hard to overthrow a guy who has a 4 5 40 speed. Like, you have got to really, I mean, really work hard to overthrow a guy like Kyle Pitts. Inexcusable. Mistakes like that are going to kill this team. They really are. Pump the brakes a little bit. You can get all excited about how good Mariota and Ritter look. You can get all excited all you want. But this is preseason. It doesn't count. But those mistakes do count. You cannot underthrow that ball. Mariota wasn't under pressure. He had plenty of time. He could have stepped. He stepped into it or should have stepped more into it. But he had plenty of room and space to step into the throw. That ball cannot be underthrown. Period. And if you disagree with me, go ask a football coach. This is the difference between that team, this team winning seven or eight or nine games, possibly being in playoff contention, and winning five or six or seven games. Those plays. You say, I say it all the time. Play, every game in the NFL comes down to a handful of plays, two or three of them. You make them, you win. You don't, you lose. Who cares about the win or loss in the preseason? I care about the regular season. Make that play in a regular season game. You're on the wrong side of it. You go back to that one. Should have been seven. All right, coming up next, uh, a team that hasn't made many mistakes as of late, the Atlanta Braves, are excelling in one particular area that is good, but it's also bad. That's coming up next right here on A to Z on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome back to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, you search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you check out all the great shows on Locked On Sports Atlanta, this is A to Z. You have Hitting Harder with John Chuckery, ATL Day Ones with Jarvis Davis and Tanitra Batiste. Don't forget about our Braves postcast. After every Braves game, Locked On Falcons, Locked On Hawks, getting ready to ramp up as both those regular seasons approach here uh, very shortly. Okay, uh, we have to get to a shovel of wisdom and some news about Georgia. That's all coming up here uh, in the final segment of the show. But the Atlanta Braves continue their winning ways. Uh, last night, they eke out. A two-to-one victory over the hapless Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, Jake Odorizzi looked like the guy that, you know, uh, was in Houston. He looked pretty good. Six innings pitch, one on run, seven strikeouts, no walks. That's the kind of uh, line that you want. Only give up four hits. One of them was a home run. That was it. But uh, Braves really couldn't do anything off Rosie, Rosie, Roancy Contreras. So that name, 10 times fast. Roancy Contreras. He went seven innings, four hits, two runs, uh, struck out five. He didn't walk three. Uh, nonetheless, it was a Michael Harris two-run bomb uh, that was the difference in the game. And, of course, it was Vaughn Grissom ahead of him that uh, that was on. And uh, of the four hits that the Braves had, Acuna had two, Grissom had one, Harris had one. And that was, uh, that was all she wrote there, boys. That was it. It was a uh, very easy, uh, quick game for the Braves and Pirates last night. Now, outside of Odorizzi, Looking good, um, which he better again against the Pittsburgh. That that lineup is hapless. Um, they 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 can't hit the ball, they can't score. So if he could not do that against them, I would have a little bit of concerns about the whole thing about you know Odorizzi in general. But look, he might not just be, be not he might not just be good enough to go against good teams, and he'll he'll do what he's supposed to do against the bad teams. Considering the Braves are playing a lot of bad teams on the stretch, that may be more than enough. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. From that standpoint, um, it is interesting to see how much this lineup 
is becoming problematic at the bottom of it than the top of it. Justin Toscano of the AJC uh, pointed this out in his column today. Um, it's crazy how the eight and nine hole hitters on this Braves lineup are some of the most dangerous hitters there. Right now, Vaughn Grissom and Michael Harris are off the charts good. I told you guys last week that Michael Harris might might be the most dangerous hitter in the Braves lineup at this point in time. Um, and I don't think that's off to say at all by any stretch. And the numbers are completely staggering. And let me give them to you here uh, in just a second. First word from our friends at betonline.net. Fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They've got you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay. Um, look at these numbers from the bottom of the Braves lineup right now. Entering the series open in Pittsburgh, Atlanta's nine-hole hitters have combined to post a 280 batting average with an 816 OPS. They had 21 homers and have driven in 77 RBIs. The Braves' ninth spot ranks first in the sport in all those categories. From the eighth spot, the Braves have notched the Major League Best 772 OPS. The Braves' eight leaders have combined for 24 home runs, first in baseball, and 57 RBIs. That's fifth in baseball. Now, when I hear that, um, it reminds me of, and you guys may cringe when I say this, it reminds me of the 98 Yankees when Scott Brocious was the nine-hole hitter for the Yankees that year. He batted 302. I think he hit like 28 home runs and, and drove in 98 RBIs from the in their lineup. And he stayed there all year long, never moved. He got, got comfortable there, stayed there, and, um, you know, it was, it was nuts uh, how much it did to the lineup. And here's the rub of this whole thing, because I think that this is something worth noting when you look at it. I mean, the Braves have some struggling struggles, you know, uh, in the middle part of their order. You know, when you get to the uh, Rosario spot, uh, Darno. I mean, look, you, you, those are the only two real weak points that you're looking at. Um, and we can try to forecast the future, but, you know, is Michael Harris in a position to be moved up in the lineup at any point in time? Probably not. I don't think you tinker with a good thing. I think you kind of just leave it where it is. Um, the real challenge is for Vaughn Grissom, because when Ozzy comes back, how the hell do you keep this guy out of the lineup? I mean, right now, the kid is batting 391, and he's got an OPS over 1,000. Just keeps hitting. He just keeps hitting. I mean, how do you keep him out of the lineup? He doesn't play the outfield, so somebody's you're losing one spot right there. I mean, theoretically, you could DH him um, every night if you wanted to, but Man, that's a really, really good problem for Brian Snicker to have. It's a very good problem for Brian Snicker to have. And uh, it's one of those things where I hope he doesn't get crucified for second guessing it. I hope he doesn't get over, you know, over, doesn't overmanage in those spots of what he's going to do because I guarantee you, when, when Ozzy gets back, there are going to be days that Grissom doesn't play. And let's hope that it's not in 
you know, games that are super important for them to get. Braves did gain a game last night because the Yankees ended up beating Matt Scher- Max Scherzer. Oh, and oh, by the way, the Mets have decided to push Jacob DeGrom back. And so it'll be Taiwan Walker going for the Mets tonight against the Yankees again. And the Braves have a chance to grab another game in the standings uh, and bring this thing down to, I want to say it'll be down to two games if they win tonight and the Mets lose tonight. Yeah, it'll be down to two games. So right where you need it to be, right right where you want it to be. Um, you know, I, I this Braves team keeps finding ways to impress me down the stretch here. It's not that I thought or expected them to falter or expected them to fail. Uh, they just seem to be getting better and better uh, in a lot of these moments each and every day. And that, to me, is very telling as you head to turn the calendar to September and into the postseason. If they can get the consistency in the starting staff figured out, if they can do that, then they may be nearly, I don't want to say unbeatable, but it feels darn close to it. There's just way too much experience on this team uh, and way too many good players for them not to have a decided advantage over everybody. Are series against the Dodgers and Mets going to be easy? No. It's going to be tough. But um, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, they have a decided mental edge from having done this last year. So Max Fried will go tonight for the Braves uh, against uh, JT Brubaker. By the way, in case you weren't paying attention, the Braves haven't lost a game to the Pirates yet this year. They've won every single game. So uh, with Freed going tonight, that may continue. Might lay the one and a half on the run line just for a goof, see what kind of number we're going to get. But, hey, if you're just looking for a small betting angle, there's that. Speaking of betting, we're going to be doing a lot of it now that football season is coming up, so stay tuned. All right, speaking of football season, Georgia Bulldogs got some preseason accolades to get to and some NFL news and notes of note. It's coming up next right here on A to Z on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Final segment of A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Before we get some news about Georgia and the NFL, time to hand out a shovel of wisdom. Brace yourselves because it's time for the shovel of wisdom. You know how we do it every day. Uh, we have to uh, set somebody straight for staying or doing something stupid. Whack them right upside the head with a shovel, metaphorical shovel, if you will. You can do so as well on my Twitter account, at Mark Zeno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Just use the hashtag shovel of wisdom. And today my shovel goes to a very bad Yankee fan at Yankee Stadium. Now, I hate giving out unnamed shovels, but I don't have a name. All we have is a video on the internet that you may have seen already of a Yankee fan uh, at the game last night who decided to take a hot dog uh, out of the bun uh, and then proceed to take a straw and put a hole right down the middle of his hot dog, uh, creating a hot dog straw, if you will, then decided to take the hot dog, put it in his beer, and drink his beer through the hot dog straw. Well, this Seems disgusting on the surface. Uh, I don't know if it's disgusting. It certainly is odd. I've always kind of been of the uh, the ideology of, you know, it's all going to end up in the same place. You know, when your kids are like, hey, don't let my corn touch my mashed potatoes because I won't eat them both together at the same time. They're all going to the same spot. So 
Well, taking a sip of your beer and biting into your hot dog or vice versa probably generates the same flavor. Uh, this is certainly a little bit odd. And well, I won't call it disgusting. It's just not something you should do in public. What really what bothers me, really, really what bothers me, and how you could tell this guy was a complete zero from the beginning. The guy was wearing a plaid Yankee hat. Like it was blue and green and like striped plaid. And it was, I can't stand that. Like I get the point of having a hat be fashionable, but dear Lord, this guy was like wearing a members only jacket with glasses. Like he's not like a rapper in a video with like an orange Yankee hat that just makes a statement like, boom, here I am. That's fashion. This guy was a complete zero. And the hat was a complete zero, and it was a zero move by putting your hot dog into a straw and putting it in your beer. Do better than that, pal. Seriously. Why do I have to set America straight? Is that my job? Because it feels like it's only my job. Okay. Uh, Georgia, a lot of expectations this year uh, going into the season. As it stands, um, they will be one of the teams that is favored to win the national title all year long. They did get some preseason honors as juniors Jalen Carter and sophomores Kaylee Ringo and Brock Bowers earned first-team honors on the AP preseason All-America team. Congratulations to them. Uh, I don't necessarily know what that means, if it means anything at all, other than we expect them to have really good years, particularly Brock Bowers. By the way, uh, just some noted names on offense. Uh, Bryce Young got the first-team nod at quarterback. Bijan Robinson, Travian Henderson uh, get the nod at running back. Uh, the wide receivers, Jordan Addison, uh, from USC, the transfer from Pitt, Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State, and uh, Kishan Butte from LSU were the wide receivers. Of course, uh, Brock Bowers was the tight end. Uh, on defense, Jalen Carter joins Ryan Brees, the junior from Clemson, as the other lineman. Uh, Kaylee Ringo is joined by Eli Ricks from Alabama as the other cornerback. And, oh, by the way, of course, Will Anderson, uh, also one of the linebackers there, along with Noah Sewell from Oregon, Jack Campbell from Iowa. So uh, there are your part of your preseason Number one, our preseason All-America honors. Before we get to the NFL news, just a couple of uh, tidbits that I want to drop on you that may pertain or at least uh, tangentially connect to the Falcons. But first, to work from our friends at Coffee AM, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. Every day I tell you this. Why? Because they are. It's time for you to get out and order some Coffee AM. Coffee's from around the world. Kenya, Sumatra, Rainforest, Tanzania, wherever. I mean, it's just unreal where they get these flavors from. And trust me, the minute you get the box, you're going to know that these are some of the best coffees in the world because the smell is just going to hit you right in the face. All of their coffees are super fresh because they roast them and ship them on the same day or very close to it. And all of their coffees are specialty-grade current crop roasts. And that is what separates them from everybody else. Organic, fair trade, direct trade, expertly crafted blends, espressos, flavored coffees, teas, gift sets. They've got it all lo locally roasted right here in your backyard. Here's what you do. Go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on today. Take a full look at their menu of coffees, teas, and gift sets. That's coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Make sure you use the promo code locked on at checkout to get 15% off your first order of coffees, teas, and gift sets from coffeeam.com. Coffee AM, the best small batch coffee roaster in uh, America. Okay. Uh, some NFL notes I thought were worth uh, bringing to the forefront here. Number one, uh, Baker Mayfield has been named the week one starter by Matt Rule in Carolina. Now, uh, that's interesting from the standpoint of uh, obviously he was brought there and everything else, but what do you think the chances are 
But the Falcons are facing Baker Mayfield in week eight when these two teams meet. I'd give it a coin flip. I mean, the leash is obviously going to be very short for Baker Mayfield in Carolina. Like, I don't know how much tolerance they're going to have for him to not play well early on. And they have some winnable games early on. They get the Browns. Uh, they get the Giants. They have the Saints. Cardinals and Niners and Rams and Buccaneers on the road could be tough. But that's what the, that's the teams that they see before they face the Falcons. And here's the thing. If they go 0-4, Cardinals, Niners, Rams, Buccaneers, heading into that Falcons game, maybe the time that they make the change. That's why I look at this and go, it might not be Baker Mayfield who the Falcons are going to see in week eight when those two teams meet. And then, oh, by the way, again, they meet two weeks later uh, in week 10. So uh, it is very much a tenuous situation at best. Uh, as to when we'll see Baker Mayfield, if the Falcons will end up seeing Baker Mayfield. They know they're going to see Jacoby Brissett when they face the Browns, but still, you know, again, uh, there's no guarantee that Baker Mayfield is the quarterback in Week 8. I could definitely see that four-game run, you know, being uh, being problematic for Baker. Uh, other NFC South news, Tom Brady rejoined the Buccaneers uh, after an 11-day break. Uh, he's obviously... Okay, he's fine. He's probably took some time for family, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, it's going to be interesting because now he's lost two offensive linemen for the year. Why do you think I keep telling you guys, get nobody hurt? The Buccaneers have lost their center and one of their guards for the year due to preseason injuries. Not fun. Nothing you can do about it. But guess what? That's why I keep telling you, don't get hurt. It changes the scope of your team. Um it changes the scope of your team completely. Finally, Dennis Allen, the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, that he's comfortable with quarterback Jameis Winston sitting out all three preseason games uh, if necessary. If Winston doesn't play in the Friday night finale against the Chargers, the first game, uh, game snaps will take since ACL tear last Halloween will come against the Falcons on September 11th. Dennis Allen says he's comfortable with it. Winston returned uh, to drills. Uh, over the weekend uh, and regular 11 on 11 drills on Monday. So he has not participated in full team drills since August 6th. So nonetheless, uh, you, you start to get some clarity on the quarterback situation across the NFC South. Uh, and you know who the four guys are now. And uh, let's see what the Falcons can do against them again. Winston is no stranger to being picked off by the Falcons uh, over the course of his career. So we'll see where that goes and if that continues in week one, which is, oh, by the way, getting here sooner rather than later. Thank God, because I'm so tired of watching preseason football and betting on baseball. And we got week zero games coming up this weekend for the NFL that we'll look at uh, as well before the end of the week. Yes, folks, gambling season, S-Z-N, as they say, gambling season. That'll do it for us here today on this Tuesday. Back tomorrow on a Wednesday. Thanks for making A to Z your first listen on this Tuesday. Make sure you check out ATL Day Ones with Jarvis Davis and Tanita Ortiz right here on Locked On Sports. Lenny, you guys have a wonderful day. Don't do the crap from anybody. See you.